It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Another close game loss for the Orlando Magic. Still some progress to be made, but time is running out. And sooner or later, the Magic got to get the details down. Sooner or later, you've got to listen to Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 6, 2023. My name is Philip Rossmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, another close defeat for the Orlando Magic. Another game that just came down to one or two plays, both in their control and out of their control, I suppose. But we'll talk about the Orlando Magic's latest defeat to the Portland Trailblazers and why time is running out for this Magic team to make its push. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Quite simply, um... This game came down to one shot, one play that didn't go in the Magic's favor, a missed free throw. No game is ever one play, but this was an extremely tight game. This was a game where neither team was able to fully get control. And yet, it it still always felt like the Magic were climbing uphill. Um, Regardless of that, this is the kind of game the Magic are going to have to learn to win more consistently. We've talked about it over and over again. We talked about it back in August, how this season was going to be determined by how the Magic played in tight games like this one. In games where the Magic have to scrounge out points to tie a game, which they did. Markel Fultz and the Magic, or Paolo Bancaro with a great defensive play to stop Damian Lillard on a layup. Markel Fultz taking the ball from one end of the court to the other to tie the game with 50 seconds left. That's exactly what you asked for. The Magic did, that made the play they needed to make. But then, the Blazers answered. Orlando did a great job double-teaming Damian Lillard, which they were doing a ton of late in the game. But he slipped a pass to Drew Eubanks, who kicked it to the corner to Jeremy Grant, and then the scramble was on, and eventually the ball found its way to Nasir Little, Orlando native, Orlando Christian prep alum for the go-ahead three-pointer that made it, I believe it was one, oh, uh, rated 116-113, I believe. From there, Portland played the foul game. They remembered its free throw awareness month. They made their free throws. Orlando kept answering, but they could not get closer than than those three points. The door was closed shut, and the Blazers were not about to let the Magic 
get a shot at a three-pointer to win it. Little plays. And while, yes, we can all debate whether that is how we want NBA games to end, I am certainly uh, a growing advocate for switching to the Elam ending as much as some people hate it. At the end of the day, this game came down to one shot. A shot the Blazers made with from Nasir Little. A free throw that Mo Wagner missed late in the game. A, I think it was Mo Wagner at least. Um, I don't have the play-by-play in front of me. Um, a, just a missed opportunity. It's, these games are sometimes that simple. It came down to going down by nine, letting Dame Lillard get going, fouling him too much, sending him to the line 20 times in this game. These games are sometimes that simple. As much as we want to overcomplicate things, and sure, we'll get into who was not there and some of the bigger picture issues that led to this loss, but at the end of the day, a close game is a close game. And they turn on one or two plays, on one or two moments, on a miss, on Paolo Bancaro missing a makeable floater. You can live with make or miss shots. I don't think Magic fans should be too upset with how they played on Sunday night against Portland. And again, they lost 122-119. to 119. There are things to be upset about and things that needed to be cleaned up, but the Magic gave themselves a chance to win the game. They made Portland scramble and get the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands. And they made a shot to win the game. They made one more shot than Orlando. Yes. I will say, as I always say, games are not won or lost in the final two minutes. As critical as those moments are, as much as they decide games, things build up to that moment. It was... An offensive rebound that Damon Lillard got late that set up a, a big basket or set up an opportunity for Portland to continue extending the lead out. It's those things that matter. And with Orlando playing without Wendell Carter in this game and Portland playing small, Orlando tried to match. And they went small. And look, Mo Wagner's been fantastic. Mo Wagner's not a good interior presence. Portland was able to get into the lane they are able to get into the paint, get easy shots. The Magic were just always a step slow defensively, and, and they were missing their defensive backstop in Carter. They were game, though. Again, this, the, the issue here is not effort. It, it was frustrating to watch because we know how good this Magic defense can be, but they were just a step behind all, all night. They were unable to keep Damon Lillard out of the paint consistently. And again, you got to throw some junk defenses at him because he is just so good and playing at such a high level right now. He had 41 points. And, and, and he had 41 points, and I think the players could honestly say after the game they did a good job on him. That's, that's the kind of game that Damon Lillard had. And I'm not going to wholly disagree. There, there are some slips and there were some moments of lost focus Suggs fouled, fouled him on the three-pointer in the, in the third quarter. That shouldn't have happened. And But again, Orlando, give them credit, kept fighting back. They kept coming at it. They played with the desperation they need to win games. They tied the game late. But they gave up the one shot they couldn't give up. They could not give up a three because they're not a good three-point shooting team and Portland was smart with their ability to foul. I wish I had something more complex to say. I wish I had something deeper and more analytical to say. But the Magic just lost a close game. 
it was a game they needed to have. It was a game. It's the kind of game that they need to figure out how to turn. And look, you, you can play this any way you want. I think Orlando's thirteen and twenty or thirteen and twenty-one in close games. You make that five hundred. That make them seventeen and seventeen. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playing tournament. Sometimes it is that simple. Finding ways to flip these games is what flips seasons, especially at the level the Magic are playing at right now. The Sacramento Kings are the third seed in the Western Conference for among other reasons. Then they are the be- they are one of the best close you know clutch teams in the league. The Miami Heat, their whole strategy is get us to crunch time. Jimmy Butler will deliver. That's not this Magic team. This Magic team is still searching for how to make that last play consistently. They're still searching to figure out how to be that team. And that is admittedly a struggle. That is admittedly something this team is still learning to do. As much as we all want this team to take those necessary steps, and, and, and look, they're, they're going to get there. This is part of the growing pains and the growing process for this group. They have to go through this pain. They have to feel this pressure. They have to do all this. And every time the Magic seem to lose at this late stage of the season, there are fans who don't see the bigger picture and only see the ping pong balls, which the Magic are going to get anyway. Magic are not falling beyond fifth or sixth in the lottery odds, guys. And that's fine. And knowing that Chicago is actually now the team directly in front of them, they're probably going to pick fifth and sixth in the, in the upcoming draft. The bigger picture, though, is this team needs to fail here. This team needs to go through this and figure out how to handle this pressure and play with the poise and precision they, they will need. Because next year, next year they're going to have to turn these games into wins. This year, the Magic need to turn these games into wins. But every game matters and every game hurts. And you can live with the make-or-miss league. You can live with making or missing shots. The Magic are still searching for their way to finish these games. Time, though, is running out. And while the Magic are not out of the race, they're still treading water in a very major way. We're going to talk a little bit about that, plus go through the box score coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Price. I suppose at the top of the show, I apologize. But today's podcast is episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Look, we all play these daily fantasy games. We love to, to to have a piece of the action. We love to watch these games and feel like the players are on our team. That's what fantasy sports does for all of us. But a lot of these daily fantasy leagues have these con- confusing scoring systems. They you're not really sure how you win. And honestly, you're in these gigantic player pools that make it really difficult to win your money back at all, if, if that. And you're happy when you get your money back on a daily basis. You need a game that's going to pay you out every single time because of your skill and your basketball smarts. That's what prize picks is. The way prize picks works is you pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. So if you believe that Paolo Bancaro will continue the scoring burst and score more than 20 points in Orlando's next game against Milwaukee, just say he'll score more than that. It's really that simple. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, 
men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in more than 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 1% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, the standings are still kind of where they are. Um, I know I talked about this last week, but it, it deserves mention again. The Magic are essentially treading water right now. Um, they have alternated wins and losses for the last 12 games, pretty much since early February. The last time they had two consecutive wins or two consecutive losses was beating Minnesota and beating Charlotte on that road trip in late January, early February. Now the Magic play the Bucks on Tuesday, so you know lucky number 13 may not turn out to be that way. But... The Magic have done a really good job treading water. And I just I, I do believe it's important to note this, that getting to that level where you're a 500 team, that that I could I don't think we could have imagined the Magic do. I mean, I think some of us did imagine the Magic doing this, but to see it actually play out, it has been a real big positive moment of growth for this team. And so, you know, you always have to have the big picture in mind. I think Jamal Mosley's done such a good job keeping that big picture in mind that we do have to step back and acknowledge that we are at this level. At this level where we yearn for more, where we want this team to do more. And again, that's all that this play-in chase is about. The Magic are still four and a half games back, or four, four to three, uh, three and a half games, so three and a half games back, excuse me. Three and a half games back in the play-in tournament with the Wizards' loss to the Bucks on Sunday. The Pacers and Bulls played each other. The Pacers beat the Bulls. They are now tied in the standings. I believe they're uh, two games ahead of the Magic. Um, in the standings, it was always going to be a long climb. So, you know, we talk about the play-in tournament. It is still a goal that's out there. It is not far-fetched to reach it, but it's going to take some work. It's going to take some work that the Magic have, frankly, struggled to do um, over the last couple months. They've got to start stringing wins together. And, And that's what becomes especially painful about a loss like this to the Portland Trailblazers. Go back to last Monday. Beating the New Orleans Pelicans last Monday was a huge win. That was the difference between a winning road trip and a losing road trip because Milwaukee is the best team in the Eastern Conference, best team in the league. Charlotte's one of the worst teams in the league. You could figure and count that they were going to split those games. New Orleans, while a struggling team, struggling right now, has essentially the same record. Not essentially the same record. They're, they're, they're slightly below 500, but... That's the kind of level that the Magic are on. To make the postseason, to make this push, 
the Magic not only have to take care of business against the teams they should beat, which there are not many of those left. Detroit's the last one left coming up at the end, toward the end of the season. They not only have to beat those teams that they should beat, they got to steal some games somewhere, and they got to beat some teams that are equal to them. Portland fans may hate me for saying this because Portland is right there in the thick of their play-in race in the Western Conference. Right now, Orlando has to feel like they are an equal team to Portland. That may be a far-fetched, that may be more of an aspirational thing, but that's how the Magic should feel. And certainly the way they played Sunday, playing even with Portland for most of the game, it coming down to a shot with 30 seconds left, I don't see anything to make me think otherwise. The Magic are equal to not equal, but you get what I'm getting at here. These are teams at the same level in the same kind of competition, the same kind of races that the Magic are in. That's why we were so disappointed with the loss to Indiana. That's why this loss to Portland especially stings. It's not just that the Magic lose ground in the play-in chase, but these are the games that tip the balance. And that's really what the Magic are after here. They've got to find ways to tip the balance in their favor. They got to find ways to bring games in their favor. When I watched this game against Portland, it felt like the loss of the Knicks before the Oscar break or the loss of the Heat in some regards. Because those are games that could very easily have tipped in Orlando's favor and made this play in chase interesting. Again, I would also note those are three games that were losses that could have been wins. And those three games that were losses that could have been wins. Get you one game, get you three games closer to the play-in tournament. Get you three games closer to where you want to be. Every win counts right now. And it's not that the Magic are throwing it away, and it's not that the Magic are not playing well. They are playing well. It's that these are opportunities that go to Portland and help Portland's chase, or go to New York and help New York's chase to stay out of the play-in tournament, or go to Miami and help Miami stay out of the play-in tournament. You know, again, because they're chasing Brooklyn now. These are the games that determine where everybody sits at the end of the day, at the end of the day. It's not just you throw everything up, you make you run your race and you get to the end. No, these games get sorted out. And the teams that are able to win these games are the teams that climb the ladder. New York beat the Boston Celtics in double overtime. That's a huge win for them. The Celtics, huge loss for them in their chase for home court advantage throughout the playoffs. These are the things that are ultimately going to matter. And while individually they may not seem that big of a deal, it's not. The Magic played well against Portland. They did a lot of really good things. They rallied hard. They put themselves in a spot to win. And it just came down to the wrong shot at the wrong time, the wrong miss at the wrong time, the wrong rebound at the wrong time, the wrong... Bad call at the wrong time. We saw that Mo, that ball not go off Mo Wagner there. These things are what flip flip seasons. These things are what flip these games. And the Magic just have been on the wrong end of a lot of them. A lot of it's inexperience. A lot of it's a lack of poise. A lot of it's a lack of execution. A lot of it's just maybe some bad shooting luck at times. Sometimes you have hard luck seasons late in games. And the Magic, I thought, executed well. They got good looks. Sometimes they don't go in, and sometimes the other team's able to make them. Sometimes you're not able to get out of your own way, which is, I think, I think the Magic were more disappointed with their fouling than the fact that they lost. They didn't care that Nasir Little hit that shot. That's the shot they want him taking. They cared more that they put Damian Lillard on the line too many times. They cared more 
that they missed rebounds a lot with their smaller lineups with Wendell Carter out. They cared more about how things built up to that moment, which is what you should do, rather than that moment, that play itself. Because if Nasir Little misses that shot, Orlando gets the ball and a chance to win the game. They didn't get that chance. Portland closed the door on them the way that they absolutely should have. And that's how these games play out. That's what's supposed to happen in these games. And right now, the Magic aren't able to turn it in their favor. What this comes down to, then, is the simplest thing again. Wins and losses. They turn on random, strange things sometimes, but they determine everything. And right now, this Magic team is running out of time. There are, what, 17 games left now? Three and a half games, four and a half games is not impossible to make up in 17 games. But you can't go eight and nine. You can't go nine and eight. You're going to have to pick up games. You're going to have to find a way to flip these kinds of games. And that was the message coming out of this game. Is you have to find a way to flip these games in your favor. Right now, the Magic just aren't doing it for a variety of reasons. They've not been able to do it. We're going to go through the box score here coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. Well, you know, we've been through the holidays a little bit, but it still feels like we're going through the holidays. And I know my goal is to try and eat a little bit healthier. If you're like me, when you eat healthier, you don't want to compromise taste. And yeah, you got to get that chocolate fix. And that's why you got to give Built Bar a try. With Built Healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, but they are. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, the 100% real chocolate helps. Chocolate's always good. But they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. It's really incredible how they do it. There are I've tried so many of the different flavors. I can't believe that they taste so good. I was skeptical. I am not a protein bar person, but I cannot go without Built Bars. They're, they're great, great protein supplement, great snap to have throughout the day. And that's because of their great macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. The best part is, you don't have to wait around to get a box anymore. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. I even saw them at Publix the other day. That's right, so head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, Go run, the, go run and grab the 13-bar box, the Baker's Dozen, with Hit Flavors, Brownie Powder, and Churro. You can thank me later. Check them out today. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go through that final box score real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Portland Trailblazers, 122-119. to Again, 
absolutely no shame in the way the Magic played tonight. They've shot 50% from the floor, 11 for 31 from beyond the arc, 24 for 31 from the foul line. They did a lot of really good things. They put themselves in a great position to win the game. They just fell a shot short. They fell a few rebounds short, giving up nine offensive rebounds. Got out-rebounded 46 to 38. Again, missed shots have a lot to do with that. Um, you know, they didn't turn the ball over a ton. The Magic did some really good things. Did a lot of things they have to do to win. And again, just came down to one shot that went in that the Magic needed to, to, go, go, to not go win. Magic led in scoring by Paolo Bancaro. 26 points, 9 for 18 shooting. 7 for 10 from the foul line. 5 rebounds. Just uh, another fantastic game from Paolo. Really coming through, had a great game against New Orleans, had had a bad game against Milwaukee, had a great game against Charlotte, another great game here. So that's three or four kind of really star performances from the rookie. So it does seem like, you know, that that the grind has really helped. He's finally kind of breaking through that little rookie wall that he's been in, making a good final statement, and, and that's going to help this team so much. He did a really good job working his way into the post, took a few bad shots in the fourth quarter, uh, a couple ill-advised pull-up threes, a couple ill-advised pull-up jumpers. They could not stop him getting the basket, especially without Yusuf Nurkic down there. The, if he would have kept attacking, he would have kept scoring. I, I don't think there was much they could do to stop him except foul him. And, and again, he's just doing really well. He did a decent job at the foul line there too. Seeing Paolo play like this is really encouraging for the team. So a really solid, strong game from him. Franz Wagner also stepped up. Gary Harris out for this game with the adductor, with the adductor strain. Wendell Carter was a late scratch with with hip with a hip soreness, I believe it was called. Um, a lot a lot of guys stepped up. Paolo was one of them. Franz Wagner the other. Twenty four points, seven for twelve shooting, four for seven from deep, six for seven from the foul line, six assists. Franz just did everything. And again, there was maybe a bad turnover here and there. He had three turnovers. One was really bad in the fourth quarter on a cross court pass, but. He, he's starting to look like the Franz that we saw in Eurobasket that we saw earlier in the year. Just continues to score at a high clip. And, and look, I think having those guys out really brought these guys up. And I think that's such a big thing for these young players. Having those having players missing, you need your best players. You need a lot of people to step up. And I think that these guys generally did that. So uh, I think that it was a really, really solid game from from Franz and from Paolo. Getting 50 total points from those guys. You're going to win most games when you do when you play like that, especially with the scoring production the Magic got from the rest of the bench. Mo Wagner had 15 points, 5 for 11 shooting. Almost all of his misses were threes, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc, 4 for 7 from the foul line, so some points left at the, at the foul line. 7 rebounds for him. Again, his issue, his issue is not on offense. He's really good offensively. His issue is he just does not provide a lot of pain presence. Positionally, he can get himself in front of guys, but... He is not scaring anybody. He is not stopping anybody from getting to basket or shooting over him at times. Um, just not a big paint presence, and and you could feel that you could feel the magic missing Wendell Carter. That's not necessarily a knock on Mo because I think Mo is playing his role and doing the best he can. But there is a big drop off between Wendell Carter and Mo Wagner. You could really feel that uh, in, in this one. Jalen Sugg, six for twelve shooting, one for three from deep, fifteen points for him as well, three steals. Just continues to be an absolute pest. I loved the way that Jalen Suggs played. I loved the way that he got after Damian Lillard. Aside from a few uh, bad fouls, just kind of reaching and, and being a little too overzealous, Suggs made Lillard work. Let's just dive into Damian Lillard's game then. He scores 41 points. It's still plus 10 for the game. 10 for 25 shooting, 4 for 16 from deep, 17 for 20 from the foul line. The issue for the Magic was they kept putting Damian Lillard on the foul line. Because otherwise, when he was on the perimeter... They tracked him. They knew where he was. They got the ball out of his hands on, on a lot of occasions, especially later in the game after he got rolling. 
But they did a good job making his life hard. They made that the hardest 41 points he could get. He still missed three free throws. Even their free throw defense was okay. Um, but 20 free throw attempts is way too much. Orlando just could not keep him off the line, could not keep him from get, from supplementing his bad shooting. And, and that's what costs him. That, again, that's the kind of thing that costs him the game. That's the kind of thing that really hurt this team. It wasn't, their, it wasn't necessarily their entire defense. It was just this last little detail that kept them from, from doing the things they need to do. Again, that's a credit to Jalen Suggs. He made Lillard work for his points. He made Lillard work really hard. As did Markel Fultz. 15 points, 5 for 9 shooting. 5 for 5 from the foul line. 8 assists. Love the way that Markel pushed the pace. He also had 4 steals. Really did a great job getting after it defensively. Markel's been on a tear lately. He's averaging like 16 points per game in his last 11-12 uh, games. Continues to play at that high level. Continues to score at a really good rate. Um, continues to just kind of control the pace really well. This was a really focused and solid game for Markel after he was kind of all over the place Friday night against Charlotte. The problem for the Magic is with Mo Wagner and Jalen Suggs in the starting lineup, their bench really struggled. Bol Bol led the team with nine points off the bench on four for seven, shooting eight rebounds. Actually, a really solid game for Bol Bol. Um, he was able to get in transition, was able to make plays off the dribble, was getting rebounds. Again, just with Portland playing so small, that really worked for Bol really well. But this was a game where they needed Cole Anthony to play a little bit better. Five points, two for nine, shooting one for five from the floor. Six assists, so it's not like Cole was doing nothing. Um, but Cole's out there to score as well. And, and again, not that the Magic didn't score enough. Obviously, they're three points short. But they there were, there were some dead moments where Portland was able to take control of the game for a little bit, get up by six. They led by as much as nine. Um, you know, so it's... it's <sighs> It's it's fine, you know. Cole's Cole, you know, Cole's Cole, and and I think he did a lot of really good things nonetheless. But again, the Magic, you know, when you're down, guys, you need everybody to step up a little bit. And you know, Cole just happened to have a bad game or have a, have a lower production game in this one. Orlando shoots fifty percent from the floor, eleven for thirty one from beyond the arc, twenty four for thirty one from the foul line, eleven turnovers for seventeen points. Portland turns it over seventeen times for twenty three points. So again, you look at the markers that I usually point out that the Magic need to win in order to win games. The Magic won a lot of them. They won the paint 58-46. to 46. Again, a lot of that, Portland getting to the foul line 32 times, 20 times for Damian Lillard, so that's going to skew that number down. Um, Orlando did give up 11 second-chance points to their five. They had 23 fast-break points to Portland's 11, so the Magic did a lot of things that they and they won the free and and they essentially broke even on the free throws 28 to 24 makes 32 to 31 attempts with Portland winning both. So again, a lot, you know, Orlando could have done better in those categories for sure, and the fouling is going to going to haunt them for a little bit. But overall, the Magic did a lot of things they usually need to do to win. This this game was not far from a win, and I think that's that's the encouraging part. That's the exciting part about this. Damian Lillard again leads Portland with 41 points. Jeremy Grant with 20. Cam Reddish with 16. Nasir Little, former Orlando Christian prep alum, with 11 points off the bench, made three of five three pointers. So. Scouting report was maybe a little bit off on him. Magic seemed very happy to let him shoot threes. He made them, burned them in this one, so uh, a solid game from him. The Orlando Magic fall to the Portland Trailblazers 122-119. to They're back in action Tuesday against the Milwaukee Bucks. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. You should tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of our places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com because follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Now that you're done with us, be sure to check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. You can find that on the Locked On NBA podcast feed. Get all the, late, all the analysis 
from every game around the league every Monday through Friday from the experts who know their teams best. Check it out today. Game to Game NBA. It's on the Locked On NBA podcast feed on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you download podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.